Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. The first day of training is when I realized, oh, this is why they win the league every year. When I, I spoke with Kevin, if I'm going to sign or no for Olympiakos, he said, you are crazy good deal, like my friend. I can't speak, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's happening, everybody? We're back. Gate 7 International by the fans for the fans. It's one o'clock Greek time. Doesn't matter what time it is. It's a Sunday. We just had the first game of the season. It's the victory for Olympiacos. 2-0, Mathieu Valbuena leading the way. Costa is joining me tonight. Costa Llanos, how are you doing, my friend? I'm great, man. Always, great, uh, always a great time to be at Gate 7 International. Always a great time to, uh, to share the spotlight with you. And of course, uh, it's always good to have Haris and Labros as well. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for, thanks for joining me so so late a couple of housekeeping things as always guys thank you to our sponsors bet us if you're a betting guy use the code gate7intl at betus.com.pa if you use the code you get 125 percent boost on your first deposit so go to betus.com.pa drop 100 bucks i don't know that that'll make it 225 with 125 boost um some interesting odds today for the game Go and check that out. Thank you again to our sponsor, BetUS. And as always, guys, if you haven't done so already, don't forget, like and subscribe. We're on the way to 2,000 subs on YouTube. When we do hit 2,000 subs, there's going to be a special giveaway. So spread the word. There's something something good coming from this. And I, And again, thank you to all you guys for your support. It's been an amazing journey. Actually, today's a special day as well because co-host Ari Bulubasis went to the Karaiskaki for the first time in his life with uh, Labros with Labros and Martial and Martial Olympiacos France met a lot of you guys outside the stadium I don't know if there's anyone that was at the stadium that met with Ari uh, and and the guys but yeah great great day for um, for Ari don't forget the guy lives in America, so it's not like he can get out of his apartment at Faliro and get on the tram and go to Karaiskagi whenever he wants. So big up to Ari. He's a one-year-old kid as well. Exactly. Exactly. Hero. Absolute hero. Big ups. I'm, uh, I am I do have some FOMO, but uh, I have my own situation, as some of you guys and, and girls know third baby coming soon so i'm uh i could i could even you know be cool to jump out and and leave costa to take the live show on his own if something happens tonight literally well, you you i'll take over that's fine man I, I, you know i won't i won't hesitate first. i won't hesitate but um i do want to i do want to say three things before we get started and there are three reasons why this match was was so important number one we've played i think five games official games before this this game tonight and we haven't won any six oh no you're talking about the one you can win yeah this is the sixth okay so it took us it took us six games to get our first win we needed that badly uh, for confidence for the team 
particularly ahead of Thursday's big game, which I'm going to come back to. Number two, I get the sentiment from a lot of things that I'm hearing and a lot of things that I'm seeing that our opponents smell blood. And today was really important to send a message. And I thought we sent a message in a sense that Olympiacos controlled the game. We had something like 80% possession in the first 20, 25 minutes before the the cooling break. Very strong start. They had one shot on target today. It came in the 92nd minute. And generally, it was... It was a dominant performance, I would say. Yeah. Of course, this is relative to what we've been seeing until now and for the last year. The third thing, the third reason why this game was so important is because the fans finally needed something uh, to cheer about, something to be happy yeah. about. This win. is So it's not just important for the confidence and the psychology of the players. It's important for the psychology of the fans as well. And the next thing I'm going to say is really important, guys. There's a massive game coming on Thursday. And we have to fill the stadium out on Thursday. It needs to be full, guys. It needs to be full. We have to fill out the stadium on Thursday. The team needs us. Yes, it's not the perfect team that we want to see. Yes, it's not the Olympiagos that, that, that we're dreaming about. But the board and the staff at the club, they have their job to do. We have ours. Uh, we support the team no matter what. No matter who the players are right now, we have to go to this game on Thursday and get behind the team and push and give that extra push. This is a game that we can win. Today, we've we've gained the confidence from taking the win and the players will take that with them on Thursday and we have to go and support them as well. And then things will happen after that night. I do believe we have everything that we need, the tools uh, the capability to go out there on Thursday and get the victory and 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 achieve the objective of getting through to the Europa League group stages. So um, I'll, I'll just end with that important message to, to fill out the stadium on Thursday. I mean, if anything, Olympiacos proved they got depth. I mean, they started with Andruzos at right back. They had Kutris at left back. Mathieu Valbuena, the 37-year-old, started as well. Hassan ahead of Velarabi. If anything, Olympiacos showed they had a lot of depth. Yes, that was Pasjanina, who lost a lot of key players in the summer. Many, many key players. But still, Olympiacos were playing with a very, um, with a very different side. A lot of, a lot of uh, backup solutions starting, and it was a very strong game for from Olympiacos. Very strong start. Uh, Agibu Kamara missed some really good chance. A couple of good chances. Hassan, Ahmed Hassan hit the woodwork as well. It was a very positive performance from Olympiacos after a very, very rough start to the season. Uh, uh, an, uh, an embarrassing elimination to Maccabi Haifa. Uh, a very difficult uh, qualification for, against Slovan Bratislava. There's Apollonas as well. And I think I want to add to your uh, to your points. It's very important that Carlos Corberan broke his duck so early with Olympiacos before Apollonas. Because it's very important for psychological reasons to get that out of the way. Like, it'd be a lot worse if he was stressing out about, you know, finally getting his big win against Apollo. Now he's got it. So he knows he can win with his team. He knows the winning formulas. Uh, I, th- I feel like him and the players are finally understanding each other. They're getting each other. So, yeah, guys, go to Karaskaik on Thursday. And there's a message from Grigoris Kotsias. It was great to me. Both tonight, I assume he met Labros and Ari and they got the and win as well. 
and and Marshall, fantastic, uh, Grigori. I'm glad that you that you got to meet the guys. Um, just as you you made that point on on Corberan, honestly, I think it's so early on, but what the guy has been asked to do has been a, a almost an impossible task. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't know, impossible is maybe too strong, but really it's like one of the jobs in European football that I don't I don't think many managers would have wanted. Especially uh, like him, especially like him. Someone like Bielsa or Benitez, you know, or Bilic would feel more comfortable because they've already made a name for themselves. So they will get yeah. that trust in time, whereas Corberan is not doesn't belong in that caliber. That's a very good point. And and, and what I want to say is that, I mean, like you said, you look at the starting 11 today and we didn't have a, uh, a blueprint or any kind of idea of what the guy would do in terms of, is he going to rotate the team? Like, what did he do at Huddersfield? You can't even compare. So like the first time that we're going into a situation where we're going to be playing, you know, we played Thursday and now we're playing Sunday again. And by the way, that's going to be the situation the entire year. Uh, which is contrary to all the other Greek teams in the league, where the only team that's going to be playing Sundays and Thursdays consecutively all the way through to, Nove- uh, to November. And yeah. you, you need the depth and you need the quality to be able to do that. And I'll tell you what, there was one thing that I was cert- 99% certain of going into this game, and that was that Oleg Rebchuk would not play. Mm-hmm. Because I thought, I thought you... you He'd, he'd need to have him fresh on um, on, uh, on, on Thursday. I, I was not expecting Andrutos for the life of me. Me too. So that, that was interesting that, that he threw him in. But, like, I mean, he made eight changes, huh? Bukalagis. He's saving us. He, is, yeah. I, he was willing to... He was willing to make sacrifices today, even if that meant not a victory today. He was willing to make that sacrifice because Europa League is so important for Olympiacos right now. Absolutely. But I think, honestly, again, judging on the performance in the first half, I mean, we could have been two or three up in the first seven yeah, minutes. Yeah. There yeah. was one opportunity with the high press from Agibu where he stole the ball from the, the defender inside the box and he had a, a shot with his left that just went creeping past the yeah, post. Yeah. And then there was the yeah. Valbuena cross into Hassan, which rocked the bar. Corner from Valbuena afterwards, a header from Cisse, and that was all in the first yeah, seven yeah. minutes. So Olympiacos went into the game really strong, and and Agibu was playing in his position eh, in this four-four-one, um, or rather, sorry, four-one-four-one formation, where he was playing flat across the midfield as a as a eight, if you will. It was like a, it, it did switch to a four-three-three sometimes, though, didn't it? Yeah, I saw a couple of um, I saw a couple of uh, tactical analysis already, and you could see that Bukalagis was kind of sitting behind the midfield in front of the defense, and you had a line of four, and then Hassan was in front, yeah. and and Agibu was kind of playing alongside Valbuena, and Valbuena was 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 everywhere today. Really, mm-hmm. I, I mean, <laughs> says a lot about the Greek league. It says so much about the Greek no, league. No, but it was really. Uh, an unbelievable performance from from Valbuena today. And he's an incredible player. He is one of the most underrated players playing right now in Europe, my opinion. But still, I mean, the fact that he was everywhere and he was running the show, it does say still a lot about the Greek league. That a 37-year-old guy does it. 
No, it was really, it was an immense performance for me. Yeah, and yeah. maybe that's because you just don't expect it from him anymore. You expect him to be a guy, even in the Greek league, that comes on and plays 30, 45 minutes. But you can say that like for at least the, the large majority of the game today, he he had strength. He, he was beating men like with pace even, like people that are 10 years younger than him. And you're just like, yeah, my God, this guy. So... Absolute, absolutely amazing performance from him. He's credited, of course, with the goal. And I, I he said after in his post-match interview, that's not the first header he scored in his career because I was I was immediately trying to find out is that the first goal he's ever scored with his head? And I think Pape Cisse was taking the piss out of him right after the goal that you saw them kind of laughing at each other. Um, so that isn't the first header he scored. I think that's the second. And then of course he's he's crucial like pivotal in the second goal he plays um he plays a dink like a first touch dink over the top into El Arabi and then Arabi lays it off to Valbu uh Rajelovic sorry and Rajelovic gets on the score sheet as well and you're just like you know something good is happening if Lazar Rajelovic has finally broken his duck I can't remember when the last time Rajelovic scored for Olympiacos was was it against Ike in the cup final two three years ago um could be so so yeah, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. It was it was a positive performance. Uh, I had this crucial match against uh, Apollonas. Uh, Corberan is going to get some more players uh, for Apollon. Obviously, Juan Guimbom, whom he was pretty he was saving really after picking up that knock against uh, Apollon in Cyprus. Uh, this week we're going to see Gary Rodriguez and Abubakar Kamara getting back with the team on, in training. Uh, Masuras as well is making a, Masuras as well is making a lot of improvement, and Socrates Papastathopoulos as well as Sime Vrasalico are expected to um, to be fit again in a week. I don't know if that means that they if they have any hope for Apollonas, but uh, they are making uh, Corberan is getting a lot more solutions. A lot of people are asking about transfers. Do we touch on that now, or should we wait? Uh, we we can. I mean, look, there's not besides what we've said about the game today. I think. There's not much more to say there, so we can go and have a look at, at the comments um, already. So, so Nolan is asking, did Kane get shipped off to Paphos? It's not a done deal yet, mate, but but by by all looks of things, he's going to Paphos. Yeah, probably he's not staying at Olympiacos, it looks like, yeah. basically, yeah. Probably a loan deal. Yeah, I'm not too sure how much he Corberan rates him yet. Obviously, it's not as much as Pedro Martins did, but yeah, he's definitely not going to be staying for this season. I mean, this is a guy that he put on in the first half of extra time in Slovakia and then took him off 20 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Yasumano, uh, it says Costa, the team, the team needs us, but we haven't seen any move. It's late August. Uh, Mano... I've I've come to terms with the fact that we're not going to sign anybody until it's clear where we're going to be playing. I was about to say the same thing. You took the words out of my mouth. I've come to terms with that. I expected more moves, but I th the reality is is that the Greek league is probably the last option on on the menu of high quality players that we want to bring in i'd rather and again to be honest with you i think we have enough and we have what it takes in the squad today to be able to play on thursday 
and beat Apollon at home and qualify for the group stage. And then the next day, if not the same night, I expect things to happen. And I expect us to bring quality players in. Not because I expect it, but I think this manager deserves it. What he's shown he can do with this current situation, with this bloated squad, with this group of players that's been run into the ground the last year and a half, that are dropping left, right and centre with muscle injuries, not even a month into the official season. He's got a hell of a job on his hands and he needs to get the support that he needs. We need to support this manager. I said Absolutely. it on the last show. I, I, sorry, Costa. I said yeah, it on the course. last show. The only thing that we can realistically expect and ask from this manager is that we see improvement game to game. And, I, and, and for me, I'm happy I've seen that. Every single game, I see a step or a level of improvement from the last one and things on the pitch. Fuck, I don't know the word in English. Automatismos, like movement, one touch. This, of, of course, there's still some um, some things that we see from the Martins era. I called it post-Martin stress disorder earlier. <laughs> but, you know, like after the first goal, we sat, we sat back for a bit and I thought, no, no, go and get the second. And thank God we did. But you saw that, that tendency a little bit after the first goal, the team kind of sat back a little bit and you're like, you saw them trying to fight it a little bit. And then of course, like they, they got forward and they got the second goal. So, so Mano, I, I agree with you. Like we're all frustrated that we haven't seen signings, but again, Thursday, get your ass. It's going to depend. Yeah, it will depend. Uh, if Olympiacos make it to the uh, Europa League, I reckon they're going to go for a center for they're, they're going to look to sign a center forward, a center back. Another winger, perhaps. I think they, uh, unless Kutris is going to get a fair chance this season, they're going to need a left back. Definitely going to need a left back. Centre right back there. and centre. He was good. Yeah, I'm he so glad right. to see Kutris and uh, and Vrusai, uh making the team with Corberan. That that was that was music to my ears uh, when I heard that that the Vrusai, when, when I saw Vrusai coming on against Apollonas, even for a few minutes. The fact that he's back in the team. It seems like, you know, uh, Corberan also trusts Greek players, gave opportunities to various of them today, even some that didn't totally deserve it. It's it's very interesting. And they, you said it yourself. They, I, I wonder if this guy has brought his stuff over to Greece, if he had enough time to bring his stuff. And he's still managing to show some change. He's still managing to to show a new identity. It's going to take a while. Like, there's going to be some ups and there's going to be a, various ups and downs, I reckon, this season. I think, I think Olympiacos, though, have proven that they can still be, the, that they still, they are still the favorites for the league this season. It's very early days, but they've shown that why they should be considered the favorites to win the league again, again this season. And I feel like Olympiacos fans do have reasons to, um, to hope, uh, to hope this season, see some good uh, performances in Greece and maybe in Europe. But of course, Thursday is going to be very crucial. There's depth, though. There's depth. What Olympiacos proved today is that they have depth for the Greek league. Certainly, but still, even that. I mean, that 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 is very crucial because if you're playing in, on Thursday, you're playing on Thursday, right? You can play some seconds in the in the league against you know several minnows and like today. Uh, yeah, and rest your players for the big game on Thursday. Yeah, and Bazian and guys has been a bogey team for us the last couple of years. They've really made it difficult for us, and I know they've had some important players leave the team many, many. this this season 
but um, in any case, very important that we got the win today. Uh, you remember last year, the first game of the season, we drew nil-nil with Atromitos. The, the performance tonight was much better than than that game last year. I remember, I mean, you know, it was a perfect cure for insomnia last year, watching Olympiagos, uh, that game and other games, uh, I'm, I'm sad to say. Uh, the, Octavio is asking my thoughts, or our thoughts on De La Fuente's performance. Yeah. Do we call him Conrad or De La Fuente, first of De all? Fuente, That's what, Conrad, you can call I call him, him Conrad. I'm going to call him Conrad. I the thought, American accent. I thought De La Fuente was pretty good, all things considered. He's had about three or four training sessions with the team. He's getting to know everybody. I mean, the first thing that you just really see is his ability to, to beat a man. Uh, he did that on numerous occasions today. Just got the ball down the left-hand side and... and knocked the ball past the defender and just left them flat. And he did that a couple of times today where he took on like two or three players that were around him. He just pinged the ball forward and he's off. Uh, so I, I think his performance was was quite encouraging. He got into a couple of good situations as well. He had a shot that was blocked and went out for a corner. He got into the box and tried to tried to make things happen, crossed a few balls in. Early days, but I think... Again, this is a nice plug for Ari's Ari's deep dive scout report on on Conrad de la Fuente. The, the the main conclusion there was that this is a low risk signing with a very high ceiling, and uh, it's a loan deal, and the option is only four million. That's I think within budget, I would say. So if this guy turns out to be good, then we sign him at the end of the season. But it's still very very early, and Olympiacos needs uh, for me. A quality winger like not a not a 20 21 year old winger like conrad who i think will play his role this season but a guy like huang a guy with with quality that you a, a huang a huang like winger yeah yeah like a difference maker somebody that will come in and immediately show you something and say this guy you know this guy is different this guy gives you an edge something something extra because like Juan came on the other day with minimal training sessions hadn't played for a month I think his last official game was a month ago and he was the best player on the pitch by a country so you need like for me we need a we need a winger like that and I would like to see a striker as well I am not gonna lie I am expecting I'm expecting Huang too Weijo Huang Weijo there you go yeah Weijo's his name yeah we talked about previously and, uh, you know, I said, I think on the last pod or, or the one before that, we know that a deal had been reached between Nottingham Forest and uh, and his club, Bordeaux. The player had some, uh, the player had some doubts. insecurities or like doubts. Yeah, thank you, Apparently, Inbom Huang talked to his country mate after the game against, uh, against Apollon. His name is back in the Greek press again, so don't be surprised if that happens after Thursday. If hopefully, you know, touch wood. If you guys have got wood anywhere near you, touch the wood. Touch wood. Everything goes according to plan on Thursday. And we're in the we're in the Europa League group stages. I think that happens. Yeah, qualification to the Europa League is going to be very crucial. But but in terms of Conrad, the guy has been thrown into the deep end 
just a couple of days after he actually joined Olympiakos on loan. We saw that against Apollonas. But he was very positive today, and it showed that there's a lot of trust in him, that he is uh, very much in Corberan's plans, because most of Olympiakos' game today was based on the left side. Was Olympiakos mostly played down the left wing today. He had a lot of important support from Valbuena, who also helped Radzelovic a lot in his sort of number 10 position he played today, uh, Mathieu Valbuena. So yeah, very positive performance, uh, considering that this guy has barely been, been in, been, spent enough time in Greece to have a coffee. Uh, but it's, it's still a very long season at Marseille. He also had a very good start, and then he just kind of... Uh, he, he, he couldn't build up on it, so... But still, I mean, it is very early days, like we said. Uh, a positive uh, couple of games for uh, Conrad. Surely something to look out for. Uh, I don't. I'm not too sure if Olympiakos are going to go for another winger, uh, no matter what happens on Thursday. I think a center forward and a center back are going to be their priorities. As for Juan Guido, um, I heard that his attitude towards joining Olympiakos has changed a bit. But uh, if Olympiakos will have to make the Europa League first, if they're uh, if they're do if they're to uh, attract players like Juan Guijo. Uh, but yeah, like a positive performance today. Uh, obviously, Thursday is the big one. Yeah. And there's some some other comments in here I want to touch on. A lot of people saying that this is the, the first time in a long time that they've been entertained. So That's good. Uh, the comment that I had here from Yorgos Mujuris. The first half was the most entertained I've been in a year from watching us. I, I felt the same way the first 25 minutes of the game. I, I think I tweeted out. I said, "This is, this is the this is the best football I've seen Olympiacos play in over a year." You know, that's why I talked about post Martin stress disorder as well because this is always relative. This is always relative to to, to what we've seen, and and uh, it can only get better. It can only get better is is what the new what the good news is. Aguilos Guts, our good friend, says Corberan knows what he's doing. Let's go. Very good manager. Very good manager. Danis TSN. I hope this game won't make Radjelovic any starter points. I don't think he deserves to be in the team. What if he improves, Danny? What if, what if he actually does improve? The thing is, Costa, like, he... Th there's no way, like, he's a starter. There's no way for me that this player is a starter on the team. As a, as a player that can give some depth in the squad... Yeah. Maybe he gets into decent positions forward. Like, I mean, against Apollon, he didn't have a great game, but I mean, he laid, he got into good positions and laid a couple of chances off to El Arabi that El Arabi didn't bag. And out of nothing, Rajelovic could have had one or two assists against Apollon. And today, with that goal, you just, you don't know, like, with these kinds of players, like, he hasn't, he hasn't scored a goal for Olibagos for, for so long. Maybe that's what he needed today because. We all remember the player that kind of burst onto the scene when, you know, that first season he scored the goals against against Krasnodar, but also, I think, was it Basak Shahir as well? I think he scored a goal after a Valbuena pass. Oh, he won a penalty, sorry. He won a penalty that Valbuena oh, wow. then uh, then took. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. The, the question here is, is it giving him points for the game against uh, against Apollon? But we'll we'll get to that actually. That that will be an interesting thing to to tackle with Gosta towards the end, like what we think our our lineup might be for for Apollon on Thursday. But we'll we'll save that to later. 
Hussein Gizel, he says, it was very nice to meet with Labros and Ari before the match. Oh, there you go. There's another one that met with the guys. Fantastic. I'm really happy that, that you guys got the opportunity to do that. And actually saying that, um, Ari has sent us a little video. I'm going to put that on to play right now. What's up, guys? This is Ari. Just got back from the game. Mikali still hasn't adjusted. He has the worst, the worst jet lag ever. But man, it was something special for me. We met a bunch of you guys outside of the stadium. Olympiacos got the win. Great start. Got a little jumbly in the in the middle, but we ended up coming out to nothing. Huge goals from Valbuena and Lazar Radejevic, and I'm so glad I was able to make it. We kind of say, "Oh, Olympiacos, tough customer." See you guys next time. <laughs> uh. No yeah, question. Was, was, was it Alfred Hitchcock who said uh, never work with who said never work with kids and animals? I think that was Alfred Hitchcock. Now he's you see young. why. You see why. He's too, he's too, he's too young. My my kids are on it. My kids are on it, but my kids are are a little <laughs> bit older. They're two and four. But anyway, um, guys, some amazing content coming through. As I said earlier, Ari and Labros are in Greece. Labros is going to be at the game on Thursday as well for the Apollon game. He will be there with uh, with Marshall as well. I don't think Ari's going to be able to because Ari's going, he's going on holiday with his family. He's going on holiday with his family. Good for him. Uh, so, guys, there are vlogs coming. So, there'll be a vlog coming out on our channel from today's game. Fan cam, talking with the fans outside the stadium. Footage from inside. All the works like and subscribe hit the bell so that you're notified when that vlog comes online go and check that out i've got my work cut out for me tomorrow i'll be working on that at some point so yeah watch and this there may there may there may or may not be a labros uh, labros rant oh, may or may not i don't know may or it, there may be a rant there may not be a rant from labros uh, Labros means ratings, as you like to say. Labros equals ratings. I'm getting a, I'm getting a shirt. I'm getting a T-shirt. You guys are laughing, but I'm gonna get that T-shirt. That's gonna be my show shirt. My gates, <laughs> my G7i shirt. Uh, Manos again. We actually scored two beautiful goals combinations that we haven't seen for for a long time. I agree. Uh, nice. It was it was Rajelovic involved in the first goal again? By the way, who laid it, played the ball into Avila, who then. Played a lovely cross into Valbuena. <laughs> Fantastic. Who would believe it? So, and then, of course, Rogelovic gets the second goal after a really what really was a rather mesmerizing like play. Mvila into Valbuena, dink over the top to Larabi, a French connection, and then the, the Serb kind of smashes it in with his left foot through the legs of the defender. So yeah, that was that was very pleasing on the eye. I agree. Legend seven. Ένα λεπτό κόστα. Με τέσσερις πέντε προσθήκες ακόμα σε τέσσερις κλειδί, τέσσερις κλειδιά. Η ομάδα θα πάει πολύ καλύτερα. Πες το κόστα. I I just wanted to ask you about the wingers because you mentioned how Radzelovic is going to be a a backup. If Olympiakos don't sign another winger, I mean, who do they go with this season? There's Mashuras. There's Conrad, there's um, uh, Gary Rodriguez who gets injured, who has a bit of a, the Jack Wilshere syndrome going on. Zinker Nigel plays as a winger sometimes, but he's not a winger. Uh, Vrusai, there's Vrusai, but he, 
I mean, is he going to become a starter? What are your solutions, really? You don't have an X factor winger, Costa. Anyway, you look at it. Yeah. Like Masuras, Masuras and Zinkanagel for me are system players. Like if they, if they, if you have a team that functions really well, where everyone knows their roles and responsibilities, then I think players like Masuras and Zinkanagel can do a really good job, like fitting into that system. Uh, Vrusai for me, I think. I think he has to move on. I think right now he's there to make up numbers because he is also an academy product. So he's been put into the list and he's using him while he has him. But I think that for me, I haven't seen Vrusai play at level since before he got that knee injury, which was like a year and a half, two years ago, I want to say. So I, you can't rely on him. And, and bottom line, you just do not have an X-factor winger. You need that. You absolutely need that. Every single Olympiacos team that's been successful, that's been playing attractive football, that's you know gone deep or into European competitions, we had strong wingers who scored goals and assists. I'm talking a player. Now, let me put, it, put you the question, Costa. Do we have a player on this team that can score 10 goals and serve 10 assists. Do we have a winger that can do that? A winger, definitely not. But like, unless a lot of be like third changes, you know, dramatically and improves dramatically, uh, then yes, a lot of is always your best, uh, your best opportunity. But when it comes to wingers, not a chance, not a single chance right now. That's it. That's my, that's what I expect like, in terms of a winger. I, I think De La, De La Fuente, Conrad, however you want to call him, I think he will offer something this season with his pace in particular. Very curious to see how he develops. I think he'll get he'll get ample game time. Masuras will will also flip a switch at some point as well. I think it's good that he didn't start today, that he tried to manage his time as well. Because we know the previous manager just if we play, if if Martins was there today, you know that he would have basically taken the same team he played on Thursday, more or less, and played against Yanina. He wouldn't, uh, he would not have rotated the team with eight players. I yeah, I, I, I wouldn't expect not. that from him. So definitely you know, Kutris, he didn't try, he didn't want him. Uh, Rajelovic, he sent him out on loan. Kunde, like there's so many players there that that are really kind of getting their opportunity now. And I said this before the game that the Ahirisi, like management, yeah? Management, managing the roster, the squad. Ma yes. This is this is what managing the roster is about. He's, he's resting players on the one hand, like key players that he needs on oh. Thursday, like El Arabi, like uh, Mvila, Rabchuk, Huang, Rabchuk, whether we like it or not, Rabchuk is a key player in this team. Right now um, he is, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it looks like yeah. he will be. Leitner is someone for the future, it seems. Let's see. Let's see. So it's not, but it's not just about resting when it comes to managing a squad. It's about giving opportunity to other players to show you what they have so that they can feel important and they get encouragement by being given the opportunity to show something. It's up to them but they get the opportunity today. And that's what management is. 
he showed that today. He showed that today. So that's another thing that we have to credit the manager for. I mean, that would be my dream, really. To I mean, I, I, I've I've talked, I've I've spoken this show a lot about how Olympiacos need to push themselves into that Bayern Munich model of you know you become a league of your own within this league. You know, just like Bayern Munich are a league of their own in the Bundesliga, Olympiacos need to cement themselves as that in Greece. And my dream would be to have Olympiacos playing the seconds in the Greece and play their first in Europe kind of thing. I mean, Olympiacos have a B team, and you said it so eloquently the other day. There should always be a vision every season to bring at least two players from the B team into the first team. And that's what that's how they should go from this. And, and Corberan, a Spaniard, surely sees that as a man who's seen how important La Masia has been at Barcelona, how important Castilla has been at Real. I really feel like, you know, that would be an excellent future for Olympiacos. Playing, play, playing a, lot of the bench, the, a lot of the players from the bench or the B team in Greece, maybe not on the derbies, and playing the, uh, the, your, first, your, your first team in Europe. Yeah, ideally, when you've got a when you've got depth in your squad, you should have the luxury to be able to do that. Particularly when you're not playing against the other four teams that are at the top at the top of the table. We spoke. I mean, the thing about the depth, though. Do you remember when Martins left and Corberan hadn't even joined yet? I did say in the show that you know what, it is a really difficult situation. But this team has so much quality. I I can never remember Olympiacos being in such a Poor situation with so much quality in the team because Besnik Hasi didn't have quality. Uh, that horrible team in 2018, it was a disaster. The, the the 2010 team, it was a disaster. There is so much quality and there's so much depth. Olympiacos have a lot of depth, and that and they proved it. They, if there's one headline for tonight, is squad depth. Yeah. No, I agree with you, Costa. I mean, we've said that before. It's also about just. It seems like, particularly in midfield, there are just too many players, you know? And now you start to see, like, okay, players like Kane. Okay, Kane is going off to Bafos in Cyprus. Uh, Madi Kamara. I, I, I expect he's going to be gone by the end of the month. Like, and surely. He's not in the list. He's not in the list. Well, yeah, that basically means, yeah. Yeah, he, he, they say he picked up an injury. Uh, I, I, I really... I, I, I expect he's going to be gone by the end of the window. I think there are very few people that expect or even want that he that he stays around. And that's not because we that's not because we don't appreciate what he's offered to the club. I just think it's best for him and it's best for the club that he leaves. And whether you know we should not be asking astronomical amounts for him. If we get five six million, it's profit. Like we yeah, signed him for it. what? We signed him for what? Four hundred and fifty k, like peanuts, exactly. Peanuts. Yeah. Sell him like with a with a good fee and a percentage, and be done with it. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, when it comes to Matika Mara, it's just like you know, it's it's like all it's like a relationship you had with someone that you know it it played its course. You know, it just you reached your end. It's time to move on now. Uh, for everyone involved, really. I mean, it is. If Matika Mara wants to make a big leap to a bigger league, this is the time right now. And like you said it very well. I mean, Olympiacos shouldn't shouldn't really push the ball. Just make make the profit. It's obvious that this player cannot play at Olympiacos anymore. He needs to move on. Olympiacos have to move on. 
So absolutely. Uh, and on that point, I would like to say, do you know how I know Corberan watches uh, Gate 7 International? Yeah, best. Because <laughs> Agibu Kamara played in midfield today and not at number 10. I'm just, say? saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just. What can I say? Maybe, maybe the guy had appreciation for the nice question that we asked him in his uh, in his first press conference. There you go. There you go. You're welcome, Olympiacos fans. There <laughs> Good afternoon to Boston. A Davos seven. Nasakala filarek. Agilos liap. Liapopoulos saying after seeing Rabchuk for so many games, Kudris was an eye candy today. <laughs> you know, that, I think I think he's still a click, like a few clicks behind her in terms of fitness. Because there, there were a couple of times there were there were some balls that came in over the top or some nice switches that came diagonally to him, and he just didn't get there in time. But I, I mean, I liked Kudris before he got injured for sure, and then he kind of. You know, went off to Mallorca, started really well, and then he had that ACL injury that really kept him back. I would love it. I think a lot a lot of Olympiacos fans would love it if Kudris could make something of this season. Let's see. Yeah. I I have to be honest, Costa. Like, do you think we're actually going to sign a left back? I I, I to my, my my feeling here is that there's been a lot of talk about Deco Rabchuk's agent looking for a move for, for Rabchuk and that possibly happening by the end of the window. I don't know if that happens. If it does, we clearly need to sign a left back. And but they will. For, yeah, but for some reason, I just, I don't see him leaving. I don't know if you have any information. I don't have any information about the, about a left back. And I was a little surprised about that because Rabchuk played so many games last season. He was obviously tired. He was obviously knackered. Uh, but the fact that we saw Kutris playing today, that shows that, well, uh, he will probably get opportunities this season, at least as a cover-up for uh, for Reabchuk. I mean, my dream would be for Kutris, you know, to regain his 2007-2008 form slash 2008-2019 form. Remember, in the latter season, he took Kostas Tsimikas' place. He was the starter still. Uh but yeah, it does look like ideally Corberan and uh, the bigwigs would like it if uh, Reabchuk and Kutris played the played the role this season. If Reabchuk leaves Olympiacos, in my opinion, they're definitely going to sign a left back. They're not just going to leave it. Yeah. Alexandros is saying, can we also talk about Lolis Yanana being a target for us? Wonderful touches. I I noticed him a little bit today. No, look, I, I don't know how old is he, but he looked like a fairly interesting prospect. Is he a young player? I, I don't know. I'll look him up, but he did look quite interesting. And there are some people saying... He's oh, 19. Wait. He's very young. He's 19, so... Okay, I if, mean, he's, if he's but 19... There's the B team. Oh, hey, Costa, these players need to be playing, man. Uh, they need, they need, need but they also need to be developed. They need to develop, though. Yeah, thanks. Am I in a, like a kid like this playing in the first division in, in Super League? Then he needs to play Super League. It's not for us to buy him and then send him in the B team to play with Super League 2 teams where they kick each other for half the game. So, um, I, I don't know. know. I, I think there's development there. Like I think like Jolakis has developed. Very, it, it did help Jolakis a lot. I mean, it would have helped him a lot more than just sitting on the bench last season or and this season as well, for that matter. 
Look, look, there are there are a lot of partic- um, particulars when it comes to this season, but you look at the B team from last year, and you ask the question: All right, what did it do? Like, what benefit did it bring to the first team this season? I think we're going to see something no. different. It depends on how Corberan sees it, really, because Martins, I don't think he took it very seriously. I think if you listen to what like people like Nikopolidis or even um, I think Zagorakis talked about B team before before it became legal, like before this was legally passed as into law, they were saying B teams are a good opportunity for players like Xenitidis. Remember Xenitidis? He was yeah. like captain of the youth team forever and ever and ever. He was like 24, 25, I think 23, 24 years old. Like the B team is an opportunity for him to showcase his abilities so that he can go and move to another club, not to play for Olympiacos. It depends on it depends on mentality and it depends on who the manager is. Uh, it, I feel like it is a great opportunity for youngsters to uh, to hone their craft, develop, gain experience. Even even by selling them, that's still profit, though, even if they never play for Olympiacos. And Olympiacos are that kind of team. They're the kind of team that buy cheap and sell, you know, five times their price. Uh, I, I, I truly feel like it's a great opportunity, but it, you need a manager who's got, who will have a vision to bring at least two players every season, like you so eloquently yeah. put together a few weeks ago. Yeah. No, no, that's something that I've put repetitively, mate. Or even, I don't know if it's a football manager thing, you know, when you get those objectives from the board and one of them's developing youth. I'm, I'm always that guy. I'm like, yep, I'll, I'll, I'll do that, like, for sure. And, and I, I said it on the last pod and um, Labro and and, uh, and Stel talked about it. For Greek football, it's super important, man. Like, yeah, this yeah. is going to happen every year, guys. Like, we're just, it's the fate of greek football right now given our position in the coefficient is that we are not a prime destination for foreign talent quality players and if you're serious if you're a serious team preseason is super important it's when you put the team together it's when you gel it's when you when the manager pushes his ideas onto the players when they start to you know put those ideas from paper onto the pitch you can't wait as well yeah yeah you can't wait until august end of august to sign players all the time we really have to do something about our youth operation and our academies it's not possible that we have schools olympiacos schools all over the world and we haven't bought one through yep. to the first team and yep. it is something that's developing over the years and i know for a fact that there is a lot of work going into this but that it's not enough yeah like yeah. we need to create bridges like between b team youth team schooling networks in other countries it's a big operation you need lots of staff to do that um and this goes back to the whole issue of the technical director who by all accounts and reports should be coming first of September or around the beginning of September. This is Julian Fournier, the former OGC Nice technical director of the last 10, 11 years. So that's something that he that's something that he has to work on with the and club. That's, it's so important the, the the role of the technical director. I was talking to Nikos Dabizas last year, who was a technical director uh, at Panathinaikos and Omonia, I want to say Omonia. 
uh, it was definitely in Cyprus. And he told me that it is such an important role that you need to have a technical director in first before you bring the manager because you need a good relationship and a good rapport between the technical director and the manager. So it's going to be very crucial to see how Corberan gets along with uh, the new technical director, whether it's Fournier or, you know, whoever. Exactly. Can we address the comment before that? We, we're not optimistic. We, we did just mention that this is going to be a season with a lot of ups and downs. We expect it to have a lot of ups and downs. Uh, we do not expect a stellar season at all in Greece or in Europe. All I said was is that Olympiacos showed a very good reason to be considered to still be considered the favorites to win the Greek league. I mean, look at Panathinaikos, Paokaek and Aris. Look at them already in Europe. They're already out. Uh, nothing to show, really. Uh, the best the best excuse belongs to Panathinaikos because, you know, Slavia Prague have been quite a, uh, have been established as a, a frequent uh, a frequent team in Europe. And we're not seeing anything stellar from them either. So, yeah, of course, Olympiacos can still be considered the favorites after that performance. And as well as we see them developing and bringing new players who we haven't seen much yet. Yeah, indeed. Panos Sapat says, hi, guys. I do believe that we have at least three players in the bag that will come once we secure the Europa League. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're secure, secure, but I... I think for sure those there have been discussions with those types of players. Yeah. And there, there seems to have been like a clear, clear kind of response. I mean, we're speculating now. Players have said, all right, secure Europa League and we'll come. It's different if you're a player like Weijo Huang, for example, who who's never played in Europe before, by the way. He's 29 going on 30. He's never played in Europe, but he wants to go to the World Cup with South Korea. Mm-hmm. is different if he's playing in the Europa League or if he's playing in the Conference League. I'm sorry, it just is. Yeah. Playing in the huge, Europa League, huge. you're going to be playing against tougher opposition. In conference, you're going to be travelling to Kazakhstan and Bosnia or wherever. No disrespect. It's different. Those those games are not watched by half the, uh, half the planet's population. Yeah, you know? yeah. So again, we come back to that point all the time, how big the game on Thursday is. It's huge, guys. And you definitely, you guys, if you can go to the uh, to the stadium, please do. Please, please do. This is huge. Right there in Olympiacos needed. And Olympiacos, ever since 1925, when they were created, this is a club that's nothing without its people. I mean, the, exactly. the very basis, the very foundation, the very DNA of this team is its people. Let me tell you this, guys. I have been covering, I've been working in England for 12 years, covering the Premier League for seven consecutive years. And every time an English team falls with a Greek team, doesn't matter which one it is, doesn't matter if it's Olympiakos, Palkaris, Panathinaikos. One thing the Greek, the English, the British Greek journal, uh, the British sports journalists tell me is about the home field advantage. Everywhere they go, the Greek fans are rowdy, they're intimidating, they're aggressive, they're hostile. That's what they're always talking about. That's why it's important for for the Karaiskaki to be sold out. It's important to be rock, to, 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 it's important to be loud. It's important to rock the stadium. Obviously, nothing violent, nothing nothing over the top. Just you know, bring that DNA. Olympiacos need their people on Thursday. It's 
Banos Zapats, and by the way, we have the right man for the job at the bench. He's fired up, unbelievably confident, risk lover, loves to push for football and not running down the clock. Yeah, and there's another similar comment as well. He didn't sit on the bench for more than five minutes. I think he sat on the bench after the second goal just for uh, probably just for his pulse to calm down a little bit, I think. But yeah, I like to see that as well, man. I like to see a manager that's animated or that's constantly like on his feet giving orders to players and telling telling the players what to do i like exactly. to see that exactly and we didn't we didn't touch on that in the again after that slovan game the second leg after the game corberan went towards the traveling fans to uh salute them to uh to to, to applaud them yeah like he is truly looking to make a difference this is a guy that wants to work at olympiacos and wants to succeed and wants to come together with the club he wants to be part of that fan base he wants to have a bridge with the fans he wants the br the, the fans on the stadium he wants their support yeah and this topic just doesn't keep going away does it and it won't until it's resolved guys this one. this one guys do you know what's going on with fortunis was there talks yeah. with corberan about a comeback don't know if there were direct talks with uh with corberan what we know is that Olibiagos wants to get rid of Fortunis on a big yeah. contract as well, 1.7 million a year, last contract year. There were some rumours in the Cypriot press about Aboel. That's not happening. Costa wants to stay in Greece, is my feeling. And I think that's one of the reasons why this is so difficult as well, because Olibiagos surely don't want to let him go to a rival team. And I can't really see Costas playing for a team like Atromitos or... Baz Yanina, again, with, with all due respect. I don't really see that happening. I'm curious. I'm curious to see how this ends with Costa. I frankly won't be surprised if he sits on his contract for a year. Uh, and we mentioned... It's a horrible situation. Horrible situation. It is a horrible situation because that's not the ending he deserved. I mean, we talked about how Corberan brought uh, Vrusai, he brought Kutris, he brought Kunde into the team. So, I mean, if he wanted Fortunes, he would have done the same thing. I mean, he wouldn't just keep him on the bench because the previous manager did that or, or even because the club wants to get rid of him. I feel like Corberan is getting, uh, 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 he's, he's getting freedoms, he's getting trust, he's going to get his time, I hope. I hope he gets his time. So, yeah, if he wanted Fortunes, he would just bring him into the squad, I reckon. So, yeah, I think he's going, basically, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. This is an interesting comment. Sila, if you could merge Oleg's defense with Kutris offense, you'd get a half-decent left-back separately. They're both below average for different reasons. I think I know what you mean. Yeah, you would definitely like, for example, that Oleg had Kutris's crossing ability uh, from deep. from deep Because when Oleg gets into good positions on the byline, his delivery is not half as bad as we think but when he's deep outside the box you know not not near the box on the byline he can't whip them in like like Kutriskan from a yeah. like a stat from a static position may i may i may I direct a comment um from maris galamatis is back to the b team who was the last player that barcelona academy produced for top level barcelona are constantly working on players to uh yeah, to reach the senior squad and i'm going to tell you one name Ansu Fati with a release clause of one billion pounds, one billion euros. There's a player for you, and that's very recent. 
he is a player for the future. He is a very, very talented player. Barcelona have a lot of faith in him. And well, one billion, I mean, not everyone gets one billion euro release clause. The other one is Pedri, who came from Las Palmas, though, if I'm not mistaken. And he also has one billion pound release clause. So there's Gavi too, as well. Gavi, there's Gavi as well. Yeah. yeah, Barcelona are constantly doing that, much more than Real. Your view on the team's fitness is Southpaw. The whole team looks totally unfit. It actually looks better today. It actually looks yeah, a bit better today. They need longevity, man, and I'm not sure about that. They're going to need to no. keep some level of fitness, and it's going to be a long-ass season because there's going to be Europe as well. That's it. That's it. That brings it back to the squad and the constant games, Sunday, to th Sunday Thursday, every week, and there's international games as well. So that's very important. And it's important that we saw Corberan is already employing that, you know, that method, you know, that tactic in, in terms of uh, rotating the squad early and keeping the players fresh. I think that's super important. But today, it looked better than in other games, albeit, again, it's a, it was a Greek league game. And uh, don't take it for granted, though, guys, because if you look back at the games that we were playing in the playoffs last season, it's not like we were dominating those games in terms of possession. If we had teams like Yanana or whoever it was really just doing whatever the hell they wanted with us, we were getting dominated possession-wise and we were sitting behind the halfway line. It was very, very strange. Or at least we said it before. What we what we were seeing, particularly at the end of last season, was not Olympiacos. Yeah, it's not Olympiacos under Pedro. I, I really hope Olympiacos took a, a, an important lesson after this summer. The important lesson being, you know, don't give in too much to nostalgia, like Pauk have. I mean, Pauk were for years have been insisting on Vierinia, Crespo, Varela, Arcaduri, Bicesvar, and many, many more. And here, there, there was Olympiacos with Pedro Martins, Avram Papadopoulos, El Arabi. They need to stop giving in to nostalgia that much. They're, when the time comes, you got to let the player slash manager go. And Labro Sirmos is with us. He says, I sweated through all my clothes tonight for fuck's sake. My souvlaki hasn't been delivered yet. I assume you sweated because it's 40 degrees there, mate. Not so... <laughs> Well, I mean, you do know Labros. I mean, it, it did take a, it did take a while till that goal went in, though. So I could imagine Labro, you know, being a little stressful. What was it around the 60th minute they, that we scored? Uh, yeah, yeah, but you know, I mean, <laughs> okay, it was. They were still looking for that first victory, though. That was the yeah, thing. yeah, because that was you, Beran's first victory. The, the the little bit of fear that you had, like in in the back of your mind, was that oh god, it's going to be one of those days again, and. We had three chances in the first seven minutes and it didn't go in. It's going to be one of those. And then there was that moment in the first half, Manolas put the ball in his own net, but it was called offside. You had those little kind of instances where you thought, oh, here we go again. But no, like, okay, 2-0 is a clear score. And clean sheet, guys. When's the last time we had a clean sheet? I think you can say the F word, can't you? I, I don't want it all the time because advertisers and whatnot. But anyway. Ah, uh, yeah, true. You're right. Oops. Anyway. We're learning, guys. We're learning. We're adapting. We're adapting. After the Aris game, I thought Avila was gone. It was going to be garbage. Turns out he's pretty good. Yeah. He's not. Um, I rate him. I rate, has a I good rate game. Him. Good game. Average game. Average game. Bad game. Good game. That's Avila right now. There's no... 
there's no stability. No consistency, but it makes yeah. sense because it's still so early days and Olympiacos are already in the deep end because of the qualifiers and he just joined. But he's going to have a lot of competition from Bresalico who's uh, coming in with the squad next week. Hopefully he's not going to have too many injuries. Hopefully he's not going to have any injuries, actually. It's just that in the past yeah. he's had quite a few. So I feel like he is going to push him. And we've already seen some uh, some, uh, some good moments from Avila. It's, it's still early doors, guys. It's still early doors. Πέστα ρε Σάουθπο, πέστα το μαλάκα των άλλων. Θέλω να παραγγείλει και σουβλάκι. Φύγει να φάει ένα βρώμικο έξω από το γήπεδο. Όχι, πού πάει να φάει το σουβλάκι. Have they gone to σουβλατζίδικο. Yeah, so Labrador's got a boat to catch early in the morning, so he ordered σουβλάκι. He's going to Έγινα. He's going to Έγινα. Do we have any fans from Έγινα that want to meet star host Λάμπρο Σύρμος? It's... Comment section. Comment section. Don't worry, guys. Labros isn't going to be gone for long. Thursday night, he's going to be back. I'm expecting him to lead the chance. It's what else for, we Laz- for Lazar Adzelovic. You're really ripping into Martins, but in many ways, he's an Olympiakos legend. Absolutely. Yes, he is. Yes, he we, is. We're we not never. Ripping. We're not disputing that. Into him. We're not ripping into him. We're just saying it as it is. Like the guy. He, the guy's time at Olympiacos came to an end. It was so obvious. He was, I've said it before in this show, Dimitri. Pedro Martinez's last two years at Olympiacos reminded me a lot of Arsene Wenger's last few years at Arsenal. Incredible manager, incredible success that will never be taken away from him no matter what. But he had reached the end of his rope. And Olympiacos owed it uh, to end this uh, 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 as better as possible for everyone involved. It's one way to have a manager like Pedro Martins, a successful Olympiacos legend, leaving with a trophy in his hands than leaving after Olympiacos's most humiliating loss in Europe since 2003 when they lost 7-0 to Juventus in, in Turin. Uh, he's not a failure. It's just that Olympiacos, I hope Olympiacos learned not to give in too much to nostalgia and knowing when to pull the trigger. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Mike Scobb, if they don't support the new coach with transfers, all the rumors about parking Olibiakos will have some merit. We definitely need players in 6, 8, 10. Okay, yeah. We we need... What, what... Yeah. Everyone, everyone wants signings. Everyone wants signings, my friends. Can we we talk about how Manolas almost cried when he was subbed off, or was it only me? Is he leaving? I I didn't notice that, mate. To be honest, I didn't see him. I didn't see that. To be honest, why doesn't Fadiga get a chance? I think Fadiga's still training with the first team. There was some rumor about him. I think there was some rumor about him going out on loan. But we'll have to see. I mean, we didn't see him in the on the subs bench today. Yorgos Kalgas says, I really want to see Zolagis given a go. Probably not this season, but when Bachelet goes, I don't want to see us buying a new goalkeeper when we have a talent like like Zolagis. We agree. We've said it many times in the show. When Vatslik leaves, Zolagis needs to replace him. Yeah. Yashua Alexander. Hello, Alexander. From Portland, Maine. Big up, Portland. Alexander. Represent. Represent. It's... What else have we got? Let's go through some more comments, Costa. <laughs> Silas says, Μου φαίνεται με αυτά που βλέπουμε φέτος θα κάνουμε υποδοχή αεροδρομίου στο Φουρνιέ 10.000 άτομα. Εντάξει, χαλάρωση. 
I don't think so. I don't think so. Plus, you know, it's still August. People are still in the islands, you know, having a good time. You know, if there's half than that, if there was even half than that, which there wouldn't, I'd be very surprised. Um, Mike, we do have some really good data, guys. Yeah, we do. We have really good data, guys, in the club. We do. We have one in particular that I know of who's probably close to world-class if not world-class no, there is no. a really good one that we have in our team so we need more we need more of that but more importantly we need somebody to come in and organize from a technocratic perspective everything that's going on behind the scenes in the back room and in hq that's what the technical director is going to come in and do because you can have these kinds of like top class top-notch data analytics people but if you're then organized and working in a team with a purpose with clear objectives it's just a scatter gun if it's not targeted it's not as effective okay olibia mm -hmm. should inquire about pavlidis says ben agilidis that's going to be pretty expensive man it will be pretty expensive. I, I read that Tasos Duvikas is asking price is 10 million euros, by the way, from Utrecht. And would they want to go back to Greece, Duvikas and Pavlidis? For Olympiakos? Maybe. Yeah, but, but still, I mean, they're, they're pretty successful over there in the, in the Netherlands. Yeah. George Candilis, welcome back, George. I'll always love Martins, but Corporan is showing great signs. What I love today is that we made the substitutions at the right time and more importantly was the right one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Exactly, absolutely exactly what I was thinking as well today when he made those subs around the 50th minute, bringing on uh, M. Villar, El Arabi in particular. Absolutely. I had the same thinking myself. I had the same thinking myself as well. I, I thought maybe take Valbuena off and have him a bit more fresh. For Thursday, what else do we got? Uh, Lolis and Tassos Donis. I have no idea what, what's happening with Tassos Donis. He is out of favour in at Rem in France. I don't think I don't think Donis is the is uh, the the guy Olympiacos would like to go for in terms of strikers and wingers. I think Donis is your guy. He's been quite um inconsistent he he hasn't played a lot of games last time i checked i don't think he's 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 the guy olympiacos want to go for yeah. christo um we talked about fortunis tonight and on multiple other episodes yeah there's there's no way back there's what's no the back. episode again after the live ends yeah so basically the headline is yeah he's going is is beyond repair Things have happened. Too many things have happened. He's made mistakes. The former manager made mistakes. There's plenty of blame to go around. Uh, with Fortunis, it's over. I can't see it turning around, unfortunately. Uh, and that's stuff that's happened off the pitch. And then there's on the pitch with his injuries. I just can't see it. It's come. It's come full circle, guys. It's seven. He gave seven, eight seasons with Olympiacos. All good things come to an end. 
I mean, he, I, I kind of feel like, I mean, in a way, I feel like Costas Fortunis might have, you know, been like Rigoris Jorgatos in the sense that he could have gone abroad and have a magnificent career. I'm not sure how much he wanted that. Though. Didn't want it. I mean, guys, Pep Guardiola, Pep fucking, sorry, Pep effing Guardiola came out on a press conference to praise a player that didn't even play. He went out in the press conference to praise Costas Fortunis, Pep Guardiola. That's how good he was. That's how yeah. good he could have been. But Pep, Pep doesn't do that. He doesn't go out for random players to, to praise them on, on record. And he praised them. And he even spoke to him in the return fixture at the Kareskaki. He rated him. Pep Guardiola rated him. And it just didn't happen. This is a good comment. Mats Korizgiomas and Indelipta Pandus Bring four or five good players for Corberan so we can see some good football. That's true. I mean, there were like a fair few crosses into the box, but it wasn't that kind of hoof from the back. And then, you know, it was patient, patient build up. You still see in some in some instances, because it's early on, early days in the Corberan era, some, some situations where the ball gets stuck at a player's feet too long, kind of turns to the left, is not really happening, turns right. And you want the ball to kind of come to the player, control, pass, move, control, pass, move all the time. Like no more than three touches, like two touches max, control, pass, move all the time. Um, I think that's that's what he wants to do. That's what God Brown wants to do with the team. That's the style of play that he wants to see. Uh, Coach Zach says the speed of play under Martins was like playing in the old time, old timers league here in the US. Zaha, Zaha, Does he mean yeah. the MLS? Does he mean the MLS? I think I think he means uh I think he means uh is it vets veterans league in the US, what can I say? Ooh, heavy. Um, some questions about Andruchos. Andruchos plays as a right back today, Mano. Um, I also was wondering whether means, or not he means that he's a midfielder, basically. Yeah, Andruchos is basically a midfielder who was dropped into right back, uh, to offer solutions under Martins. Yeah, I think uh, I was curious whether whether Corberan might, might put him back in his regular position, but I don't see that happening. Uh, the Amadopoulos in Sports 24's game night has kind of implied Fortunis might come back. Uh, Why would Corberan keep him out of the squad, though? I mean, he he brought Furusai, he brought Kutris, he brought Kunde. Why would he, if he wanted him, what what what, what would stop him from the, uh, into the squad? We haven't Sodori. watched game night, by the way, not yet. No, 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 but hang on. Is this game night tonight? Or was it an old one? Thodori Amakus... Γράψε ένα μήνυμα. Τι ήταν απόψε τα είπε αυτά διαμαντόπουλο. Είναι παλιά. Γράψε παρακαλώ. What else have we got? Manos Gate 7. AK47 said to have also said to have done or said something wrong, and that's why he is out. Hmm. I don't know. Δεν έχω ακούσει κάτι μόνο. I heard that he it, it's an it's a fitness issue, is what I yeah. know. But apparently he's been injured since um second leg. Second leg tie against Maccabi. Yeah. Yes, tonight. Says the Lord. Kidao. Padelis is obviously good friends with Fortunis. 
I'll listen to that with interest because that that's what we were just saying a little bit earlier. Is it, okay, this, this is all hypothetical, yeah? Fortunis, where, where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? He wants to stay in Greece. He just had a kid. His wife is a teacher. They don't want to go to Turkey. Don't want to go to Cyprus. He wants to stay in Greece. They're not going to sell him to Panathinaikos. They're not going to sell him to Aik. They're not going to sell him to Bauk. He's not going to go and play for Yanina. What's going to happen? He's either going to sit on his contract. They're going to find a way to make him useful. I don't know. Can it, can it turn around? Until now, I've seen nothing that suggests it can. Maybe Badaliz knows something more. I am going to, I will listen with great curiosity to what Badeli said yeah. tonight because I haven't heard that. Banos, do you guys believe Fournier is already unofficially working with us? I think conversations have been had. He means actually like working, like looking for players and doing contracts and stuff like that. I think he's what he means. I don't mm -hmm. think so. I mean, there's nothing to imply that as far as I know. Yeah. I mean, we've definitely been looking at some plays from the French market, whether it was uh, Alvaro Gonzalez from Marseille, whether it's, um, again, De La Fuente, Marseille, Bordeaux, Ouijo uh, Juan. So these are all players coming from the French market. Again, speculating if he's yeah, been the yeah. one suggesting these players. Uh, Fortunas can go to Aris and win the championship. Head okay. that. All right. It's late. Costa. Gotta go to bed, guys. Yeah. Gotta go Let's, to bed. Before we before we do that, uh, just to make it make it fun. Starting lineup for Thursday after seeing what we've seen today. And I'm sure we will do preview, guys. So again, make sure you like, help us to keep growing the community, find more Olympiacos fans, bring us all together, subscribe so that you don't miss match preview for Thursday's big game. Don't miss vlog footage, match day vlog from today's game. Olympiacos Pazianina, Ari, Labro, Marshall, all in the house, special guest. Costa as well, the drinks the night before. Don't miss that, guys. I don't know. Should we save, uh, should we save ideas? Should we, should we save ideas for the lineup for the preview? Ah, well, I don't know when I'm going to be on the preview, so I'm just going to go now. Vatslik in goal, Avila right back, Reabchuk on the left, Costas Manolas, Papea Bushise centre back, ah, Huang, uh, Mvila, Agibu in midfield, and up front, Radzelovic, Conrad, El Arabi. 4 3 3. So no Bar, no Kunde, no Zinkanago. No Masuras. Echmipolas is this one. Got lots to discuss in the preview, guys. I'm just saying. Time. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But there you go. The conversation started. Guys, leave in the comments. What do you think ahead of the next game? Whatever happens, we'll be back before Thursday for match preview. We're Gate 7 International by the fans, for the fans. Thank you for joining. See you next Take time. Take care, guys. See ya. Gatibagikos!